Hello and welcome back to another episode of Blockchain Gaming World. We are now episode 69. I'm your host, John Jordan, and joining me this week is someone who I can't believe I haven't had on before. I think I have tried. I think he's been reticent in the past, but now plenty to talk about. So welcome to uh, Alex Amstel, Silly Tuna, I guess, as you're also known, your kind of handle in the social world. How are you, Alex? How are you, how are you holding up? Uh, I, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm very tired because uh, doing, doing late nights, trying to get a game out is always fun. But also good to be on the show. Yes, I've just been terrible about not coming on, but now we can finally speak to the world. Yes, yes, and and this is um, yeah, this is all about Metaboss. Uh, Metaboss is is one of the projects you're doing, as ever. You <laughs> seem to be doing involved in, in in quite a few projects, but I guess this is um, one I'm particularly interested in. One I'm particularly excited about is is very different from what we've seen before in the blockchain game world. Um, so just to kind of let's go straight into it. I mean. Tell us, tell us the, the the genesis of the idea for Metaboss and how that kind of coalesced into something more than an, an idea. Yeah, so Metaboss is is basically it's an experiment in what you can actually do with a blockchain, and it came about when I was at um, a conference last year, um, a game developers conference, and I think I was sat in a bar um, talking to Chris Chapman, who works at Blockade and <clears throat> has worked extensively in MMOs, and I asked him why Blockade were using a blockchain for their games? It was, a, it was kind of a, a deliberately stupid question because not enough people actually ask that other than we think blockchain's cool and decentralization. And he gave me a very trite answer. And I love Chris. And he gave an answer that all of us have given us at certain points. But I decided to actually uh, have a go back at that and go, that's a really stupid answer. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, no offense, but that's a terrible answer. And it's probably the same answer as I've given for many years as well. So let's think about it again. Um, and at the time, uh, Blockade had a game called Plasma Bears, which is actually really good, and I've gone back to recently. And he didn't really do much in the game, but the idea was you sent, you had a, had a bear who was a collection of parts, and you sent them on quests. And quests took time, like 10 minutes or an hour or four hours, depending on your, your bear's attributes. And they came back to, you know, with a success or fail story, and it sort of built up a story and gave you some loot. And there was just something about that that I really liked that suited a blockchain really well. But what I said I wanted to do was, well, what could we, what kind of game could we only do on a blockchain? Well, you guys have created plasma bears. Without your permission, I should be able to make a game myself using your plasma bears that sends them all out to war and half of them die <laughs> without your permission. And still to this day, I, I do really like that idea. And we have seen a couple of experiments that, that do little bits like that. Uh, I'm not sure that destroying NFTs is the best idea, but it's, it's still a fun thing to think about. Um, and so I basically said to Chris, challenge Chris to come up with a game that you could only create with a blockchain, like realistically speaking, that is. And so, and then I kind of rolled off that and said, well, let's just do that, but let, make it the world's biggest boss fight, but to compete in the fights, you have to use your NFTs and your, your, really, your, your rubbish waste of time tokens <laughs> was the other part of the discussion at the time, which I want to come back to at some point. I won't say what we really call them. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was actually feasible, but Chris went off, and I think the next day or something, I got a message. I've been thinking in the shower. I've worked out how to do it. And uh, he sort of wrote a design out that day, and it's sort of weird and interesting, and it involved a big boss being fed by all the rubbish coins you've got, then the good guys fighting out with their NFTs. And it's like, yeah, this is really interesting. I still don't know if it's practical, but it's a fun concept to think about. We just sort of left it there, and... We talked it through quite a bit with um, Gabby and Luna from Altitude Games as well, uh, and one or two other people, um, just over a few over the next few months. 
And I thought it wouldn't go any further. I thought, I thought I might just publish an article on the idea and see what happens. And then just in December last year, um, Blockade had some spare capacity because what they were doing didn't need a couple of their devs. Um, and so they decided to actually do it themselves. And so they iterated on Chris's design and very, very quickly, it, it, bearing in mind we've had coronavirus and other things come in the, get in the way, pretty much over with around three months of development, we've put a prototype together of Chris's idea of a game where you can play using your NFTs and you take part in a big boss fight. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and it is um, I mean, something we've, we've discussed, I think. I mean, obviously you had the idea beforehand, but certainly we discussed at the conference in, in, in January why uh, blockchain games are basically aping the kind of formula of, of centralized games and, and then trying to make something work there. I think obviously stuff can be done around that, but but it's kind of like getting the cart before the horse. If, if you have a new technology, the point is let's make something new that can't be made. Um, and, and, and Metaboss is definitely that. It's definitely exciting for that reason, um, I guess, like a lot of us in the industry, I've, I've got a few um, uh, NFTs knocking around in wallets that are for projects that <laughs> they're on the blockchain. They're never going to die, but no one's going to no one's updating them anymore or anything like that. So, so it's interesting from that point of view. But it's quite a um, from that point of view, it's quite a simple kind of kind of concept, I guess. It's people have NFTs, non fungible tokens that they've acquired through um, you know probably bought uh, or whatever um, bought from a from a uh, pre sale or, or or on a marketplace. Which maybe they're still playing that game, but they could have other uses in, in, in any other games. Um, but the, the kind of the way you've come up with it is that is actually quite complicated. And I'm interested to know: um, was that just something you you felt you had to have these layers of um, kind of complexity? Because there's complexity for kind of for the player that the, the NFTs you have work in different ways. There's quite a complex kind of there's a goodies and baddies kind of thing, but there's three three factions of goodies and one of baddies. So there's different things there. And then you have another layer. Um, which is you kind of almost encourage um, kind of subterfuge and um, kind of messing up other people's plans, which again is very blockchain. Um, but there's quite a lot in there. So I kind of wonder how you kind of came from a very simple idea into this kind of complexity and why you think that that's kind of how you wanted to um, kind of formulate it. Yeah, I think, again, if you if you go back and see it as, as an experimental game, which is what it is, um, then what we wanted to do was just experiment with sort of different aspects of it and then see which one's which one's worked we've done some some private testing but you can only really know from just putting out in the public and which is very hard to do when you know there's like there's like a million things that are not right with it but you have to do that because you need that feedback and go okay well this doesn't work this bit does this bit needs enhancing people re- think this bit is really cool and even just from like the last 24 hours which is why i've been so busy and poor ben at blockade has been working like a crazy person you know, we've got so much information and data and things we want to just remove, fix, change, update. So the reason for the complexity was really about trying to get a game which was encouraging coordination uh, as opposed to doing individual play. Um, there doesn't, I, I feel pretty strongly that there needs to be individual play aspects, um, but it was, it was the coordination stuff that, 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 that we started out with. And that's because it's where an area that Chris is quite interested in as well, coming from an MMO background. And although I, I don't think we've got it quite right at this stage, I think it's, it's it is interesting to see what what happens when people do start working together. So, for example, I'm part of like an esports DAO, which I know is another thing that fascinates you. That I'm doing called MetaClan, and we we actually have a uh, like a little organisation, and um, we set up a little quest, which was to set up a sort of mini MetaBoss team. Uh, and we're actually working together. We have a schedule for how to make decisions and a, a schedule and a process for who's around and how to make decisions. 
And so we actually we actually are part of the scourge, the evil team in Metaverse. And we're seeing if we can make a difference to the overall team results. Um, and so that was one of the tests. I mean, actually, in terms of game complexity, it didn't, it didn't intentionally start complicated. And it's one of these things that sometimes happens when you're making a game, when you're you kind of end up with some complexities that you didn't really desire and you have to prune it back down again once you've done some testing. And I think that's what's going to happen as we'll end up pruning, pruning back a couple of the bits that don't work and trying to improve the explanation of things that do work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that's the kind of, in a, in a sense, not that I'm a game designer, but <laughs> I've been around enough to I guess, get some flavour. And, and kind of part of the point of designing something is you get into it and then you go, oh, you can do this and you can do this. And then you kind of, you know, there's that kind of slight feature creep that stuff gets chucked in and then there's that kind of process. And, you know, uh, um, that kind of makes sense. And as I've played it a bit more, um, then I, it's kind of like I was playing it this afternoon. Um, and it start, it's, you know, it is compl- it, it, everything's complex, I suppose, you know, but when you start to go through it, it's, there's a fairly um, kind of strong flow of what you do. Um, and it's interesting that, that it's, it's a kind of, um, I don't know what the kind of word is. There's a, there's a um, kind of a, a real world calendar kind of um, process to it. So it happens each kind of, I don't know how you could would say them battles or, or each kind of round happens overall, you know, a 20, a, a four, seven day week process. Um, why do you think that was did that was that important for the coordination and that every you know, every seven days you got kind of restarted? Yeah. So the seven day process uh, is actually really important because we didn't want to create a game which was going to take people away from their other games and their their time, it, you know, especially in blockchain games. The world is very small. <laughs> the last thing we want to do is try to take players away from someone else's game. We wanted to do the opposite. Actually, is to actually enhance other people's experience. So. If you play Axie regularly and you've got some extra stuff you can do with Axie in Metaboss, but you don't have to pay that much attention. You can just you can partake just by signing up, or you can partake and play more more of a role. That was the intention. So it is an idle game. So you you can choose to make decisions every hour, but those decisions are very simple. Or you can choose just to play in a couple of rounds, or you can choose just to sign up, and you will still help the team just by signing up, and you will still get some rewards if your team wins. So I think what we haven't managed to do yet is make clear that actually you can take it very very easy and still win and emphasize how you can work with it together with other people and, and make choices that that re- result in actual some pretty significant pretty significant uh, nft rewards at the end of the day um, so that that's something that we've got to work on but the that idle game aspect of just playing it over seven days making it an event-based game they're really really fun to do they're hard to create um, but they are really fun to do and uh, that, that's why we've got that kind of aspect of it and i guess because this is a kind of like a, a passion project kind of experiment um you've not thought about it this way round, but i've always assumed that it's kind of uh, you know it's kind of for the the kind of blockchain game crypto insiders sort of thing who, who who this kind of stuff they really get into i mean do you think it has any potential to kind of bring in new people i mean you do have to have nfts to play it um, no i i have to say i don't um i think this is this was designed very specifically for the crypto crowd and I think there's lots of other things we can do in the game for the crypto crowd and just to improve the game generally, but it is a crypto game. The, the principles behind it, I am fascinated by if, if you can find ways to make it, the game resonate more and more and more, so by iterating it, I am fascinated to see if you could actually make it work with, say, the items you have in your Steam inventory or that you've got in, uh, in um, Fortnite and things like that. If we had access to people's inventories, I am actually quite fascinated by that idea um, but the, the game would have to be iterated first. I don't think Metaboss itself uh, would bring people into crypto, but I think you'd have to involve people's inventories in 
in in non-crypto games. And actually, that's that's quite hard to do because of API restrictions. But, but I think there is something there is something interesting there about the the principle of uh, the stuff that I own in the digital domain has no value except for in the very specific domain it was purchased in. And actually, it'd be nice to make them to give them some more value, more personal value, more fun value. So I am actually interested in the principles behind it. Yeah, and I guess because you have this kind of larger collaborative kind of thing going on, potentially, I mean, it's not in there at the moment, but, but potentially if, um, if, it, if, if it kind of progresses, you, you could imagine p- people just being involved in the, in, in the kind of that sort of side of it without, uh, you know, being kind of, um, I guess, um, you know, trying to give their advice to people who have the NFTs. And, and, and so you could kind of play it from that point of view. And then if you got into it, you could you, you then, you know, you'd be... Um, you know, motivated to get involved in the blockchain side of things, which is, the, I think, the problem for a lot of blockchain games is there's no motivation for people who aren't interested in blockchain or have an, ex- an experience of it to get involved. It's just so complicated and kind of quite hard to experience these things. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, I think there are some aspects that actually could work like that. But again, it's like the ideas list that we have for this, for how it could be iterated, is really big. And um, what we have there is really limited. Uh, and what we need to fix before we do, do the bigger ideas is re- also really big. And I should also say, because it's it's actually important for the whole the whole blockchain and experimental side is this was never intended to be a big blockade game that they spend years on. It's intended to be an experiment that's given to the community. Um, so ha- what happens next is very much going to depend on if people like the idea, uh, which bits they like most, and if the community uh, want to contribute to how to how we develop it further, which could happen in multiple ways. Um, you know, this isn't a this isn't an Axie Infinity type of game. It is at every level. It is intended to be a community game. And so, you know, how, how we're seeing people react you know, affects how we will go forwards and affects you know, what, what we would like off the community to, to allow us to do that. Or we could just give it to the community at some level uh, and let them iterate us and let them run it. And I think, again, that's a really interesting idea that I've not really seen done before. And I don't know if it's doable, but it's, it's certainly something that I'm having a really, really big think about at the moment. I know it's something, um, well, I... I... Yeah, so I think it's something that, that um, other games are looking at. On I was gonna, I was gonna say one, then, and then I suddenly realised I didn't, I didn't think they were actually announced <laughs> it. <yet. laughs> um, but there are some blockchain games that are looking at, at this, um, and it is interesting, you know, to, 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 you know, because because obviously the point of a blockchain um, or something that runs on a blockchain is it is inherently has that kind of openness to it. Um, so um, yeah, in terms of um, it's actually been interesting. So I've, I said I've started playing it a little bit, and I. And I have started buying other NFTs <laughs> just to play it, which I'm not, uh, not a lot, um, but uh, but it's kind of interesting to it, how you get motivated in different ways. And it, there was a game where I did want to buy some NFTs in it and hadn't quite got around to it, so I kind of thought, oh yeah, that it actually worked well. I, so I play on the my NFTs seem to work well on the Rogue faction, so I was like, oh, I will better get some more uh, my, my Crypto Heroes because I, I, I actually quite like those as collectibles. So um, so it's interesting. I mean, how, how these things play out in in, in different ways. I think one of the one of the ideas that we we had was to get we've got a little bit in there already. If you look in the power ups, decentralized NFTs are special this week, and uh, so they're super powered. And actually, we did want to be uh, playful with more of that type of thing. But again, it's it's a process, and you have to kind of you know the the game isn't complicated at all right now, but it feels that way, and we have to remove that level of complication before we can add too much in there to start building that back up again. But having Specific NFTs be super powered for different teams is actually a really, a really fun feature because then we can do specials each week with that with the creators and so on and so on. So I kind of touched on it before. There is this idea of kind of subterfuge and and I, I guess well I'm sure like me you have kind of um, multiple wallets. Uh, 
I'm, I'm actually really disorganized. I have like a main wallet for my gaming NFTs, but somehow they've basically been spread around various wallets, and I started using the Dapper wallet for some of the. So it's all a bit of a mess. Um, how 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 important do you think that is? I mean, I guess that's a fairly high level sort of um, kind of. Uh, feature, uh, feature or, or kind of something that kind of high level players will do. People who have a lot of NFTs, and, and but but you've actually in the in the kind of the kind of um, documentation for the game, you do actually go into that sort of thing. So, how important do you think that'll be? It's it's both important and a pain in the backside for for us as developers because we've had to. So that one of the difficulties we've had, and we've not again we've not got it hundred percent right yet. Although I think it's actually not too bad. Is how can you build a game like this where it's not just about uh, how much money you spend, which wouldn't be fair. How can you balance the different types of NFTs? Because there are an awful lot of uh, some NFTs, not so many of others. So we support everything from ENS domains to actually, you know, to crypto kitties. And there's loads of crypto kitties, and there's loads of cards and uh, gods unchained cards and so on. How do you balance the fact that people can just create new accounts trivially, although they have to pay money to move NFTs to those accounts, which we've, you know, gas fees, so we've allowed for that. How do you balance for people just being able to bot the game? with some decisions. Uh, so there has to be some skill or coordination around decision-making. So actually last week, uh, one of the guys in the Blockade Discord, our studios, I will name him, uh, he had, we, and he told us he was doing this, we encouraged it because we want to see the test. He created the bot with, uh, I think, over 40 accounts uh, to see if he could influence everything. And actually it helped to expose some bugs in our code. Um, so trying to create a game where you can balance all these things off, particularly crypto players having multiple accounts, uh, it's pretty tough. Um, so we do actually make it as part of the game. Is you know, We expect and want people to infiltrate and disrupt. We have power-ups that can be damaging to your own team. You can listen to your own team's messages if they're sending encrypted messages, which is another feature we'll probably try and build up. So it's part, it's part of the fun because it's that whole out-of-band subterfuge and coordination and teamwork. And in fact, the feedback I've had so far from the couple of people who I know are running little teams is that that's the best bit. What we haven't managed to do is get everyone involved into that teamwork. So we've got to find a way to connect people up more. Yeah, I mean, certainly with like, a, not I've played, played it at all, but the, the stories that come out of EVE Online with those big structures uh, and that kind of, you know, sometimes get hacked because people have worked their way into the, over years to work their way into positions of power in other factions and then nick all their stuff. I mean, that, I mean obviously you're not at that level, but it is kind of interesting, much more interesting than, than uh, on the meta side than other games. I mean, uh, there is a, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a term I like, but people are using it quite a lot. I don't know what your view on it is, but kind of play to win is something people are talking about. Um, play to earn, sorry. Um, and, and there is a kind of financial system in there in the sense that um, you have created an ERC-20 token. Um, so how have you have you thought about that? Because obviously, you know, that's one of the big issues with bots, um, if there is a way of draining financial value from a from an asset, from a game. Yeah, so you can't just, you can't, it's designed to not be easily bottable. Um, so you can't just create create a bot, uh, guarantee you'll win the game, uh, and walk away with the tokens. Actually, it's more complicated than that. Um, so we spent a lot of time thinking about that to make that really, really tough. If maybe it's probably not quite impossible, but you have to spend quite a lot of money to do it, and our rewards are not worth are probably not worth that much in that sense. So it, it it's a trade off. Um, but we have gone out of our way to design something which which is all about coordination and where both through the use of NFTs and the counter, you know, we have a combination of both, um, that it's actually very hard to try and guarantee the result you want. It takes a lot more thought than you think, uh, as, as our studios found. They gave up. Um, it's, not, it's not so trivial, even when we do disclose how it works. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so we've been quite careful about it. Uh, and the, the rewards that we have, actually, it's, 
It's basically an ARC20 that you can use to go and buy some items that we have procured, some NFT items. Some of them are quite valuable, actually. You can go and buy, you can use those cherries, which is our reward. You can use cherries on OpenSea to go and buy some of those items. And for each episode, we've got a different set of items that we can make available uh, for some of those rewards for the first few episodes. So again, it's part of the experiment is how, is how we can have a, a good set of rewards, how, we, how people can't cheat to do it if you have a play-to-earn mechanic. We see it more as a reward than play-to-earn, I guess, but it's, um, it, it, could be the, it could be the best way for the game to go forward is that it becomes more play-to-earn, or it could be it becomes more about, uh, more about rewarding game mechanics, and I don't have the answer to that. Again, it's, I think there has to be rewards. I think that's one thing something blockchain does very well is rewards that, that have, va- have value in some form. So I think that has to be there. The exact form that could change. Yeah, so I think it's a the, the kind of the, the value that you kind of have to have, or a value that's inherent to blockchain because you need they all have tokens, they all have something, and it needs to have um, whether it's judged as financial value, it can always be you know um, removed as financial value. It is in some ways like the strongest thing about blockchains, and in some ways like you know the reason I think um, most projects kind of fail or, or don't um, kind of progress in some way because if they get too popular, then there's there's a very strong mechanic for someone to come in and, and dump the price or, or mess it all up for everyone uh, and is it kind of interesting and it's i think these kind of experiments are great because they, they do allow you in a, in a in a much more playful kind of way to to think about how 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 those things can be addressed um because it is and that's kind of one of the things i don't like about the kind of play to earn sort of thing is it, it very much frames everything as play this earn money um, and obviously for some people in the world certainly at the moment that's 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 fairly important so it's not it's not to say that in, in itself is bad but if the whole industry is framing itself around a play to earn thing i think that's um removing kind of a whole bunch of other possibilities that, that you can um, use blockchains for and i guess we see with with reddit and their tokens at the moment you know very basic form of kind of, kind of community um creation is, is is useful so um obviously you've only just restarted um it's very early in the project what kind of feedback are you getting anything surprising um, I, I, okay, well, actually, the, the one surprising thing is how attached people get to their teams. Uh, yeah, we thought people would basically flit around teams, uh, but that's really not what happens. Um, some players do play with multiple accounts to try and listen in or to try, try and influence things, but generally speaking, people, people have a primary team and they stick with it, and that's been throughout any of the testing we've done. You know, people pick Scourge or they pick Rogue, and then that's it. That, they, they label themselves as that, and they're not going to change. Um, and so that that's actually really really interesting as to, it changes sort of how how we would model some things. Um, other things, uh, like you alluded to earlier, it feels like it's more compl- a lot more complex than it is, and it's not that complex, but it feels too complex, and so we we have to address that, and that's mainly through the user experience, I think. Um, but we were we were somewhat aware of that anyway, but we just had to get something out to get people testing it. Um, you do have a lot of words on the website. <laughs> you just look at the website; it's a lot. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There's been a lot, a lot of comments. That I mean, I, I, I'm in favour of of not much verbiage and lots of icons. And um, I think one of the other views is that if people are only going there every now and again, they have to have content to read. But I think my view is, I just want to give me the numbers and I'll make a decision. <laughs> uh, but I think I think it needs a bit of a combination, a combination, and we haven't got haven't got sort of that that match right. But actually, it's it's being iterated every day. Um, so, in fact, some of the key stats that we have a lot of key stats that are available to us. Uh, and in fact, I, I wrote a third party application a couple of weeks ago that showed a lot of these extra stats and showed match results like a football score, along with stats. And I just haven't had time to update it for this week. Um, but we don't have, haven't had time to put that into the main um, Metaboss website. Um, so there, I think there are lots of those kind of stats that are missing. Um, 
Uh, and, and we've seen that people want those stats. They, they need it to get to make a decision. Uh, if they're not all talking to people, they need to have, have that bit. And I guess, yeah, I guess that's the other thing about blockchains, isn't it? That you, this is a, right, it's on a public blockchain. So, so over time, you'd, you'd expect you know, or you'd hope a community would develop around that building these sort of tools when we, we see it in quite a few games now. I mean, I've just been playing quite a bit of uh, uh, Splinterlands. Um, and that's been going for quite a long time, but there's quite a lot of third party kind of tools around that that game because it's, it's developed a, a kind of community. And I guess because you are such an interesting project that's going to probably appeal to the, the more geeky kind of coders, you're going to have a, a larger proportion of those people who can build those sort of tools or or things kind of in your community. So, Yeah, I think we want to, uh, I mean, I did that as a bit of a test so I could learn to code some web front ends because I'm not a, a web programmer, I'm a game dev. Um, so I use Unity most of the time. So I did it for that experience, but also because I felt it was it was a really big thing that was missing and we just didn't have time to do it within Blockade. So I did it as a test. Um, and I think we, we absolutely would want to encourage that. But I think that comes to the wider thing of, unlike games like Splinterlands and, and Axie Infinity, where they're very, very centrally controlled games, at least currently, um, I think, if again, if Metaboss goes forward beyond like our initial prototyping, which will iterate for a little bit longer, obviously, um, then it it, ha- it will be because a community are building with it, are, are building on it, and own part of it in some form. Um, and that's very, very different. Because um, the, the dirty truth that no one likes to talk about in blockchain games is that blockchain games, it's very, very hard to make a living out of it um, uh, without being without really dubious business models, certainly, and even then not for very long. And I think right now it's it's really partly incumbent on the community to get behind stuff and to help push things forward as much as developers. And it's on developers to do make things in the right way and not too much about spend as much money as you can on random loot boxes. Um, and so, again, it's, it's a comparison to other games. It, it is slightly different in that approach. Going back to kind of where we started out, I mean, have you been surprised? You've been blockchain kind of much longer than me. Have you been surprised how how we have ended up kind of aping the traditional kind of models uh, you know, I, I'm sure there are other kind of games that couldn't be made on a blockchain, um, but there's not not many that come to mind that I can kind of think of that, that gained any kind of prominence. Um, do, do you think is it too much to hope that the kind of uh, MetaBoss will be a kind of catalyst for some wider thinking about what we can be doing, rather than is is a is an RPG where you can buy loot boxes that have um, yeah different drops on, and then hopefully sell sell, sell stuff on on OpenSea. Which it seems to be where we are, really. I'm not sure if it'll be Metaboss, um, but I think Metaboss in conjunction with other games is it Ethereal? That's the I've got the list in front of me. The the sort of uh, it's a it's a dungeon crawler. It's an on-chain dungeon crawler. Um, I think games like that and, and Metaboss, um, it might just be that there's some ideas that come out of it that could, that could go into other games. I think the idea of having other items that play a role, but not in a not in a not in a negative way is very very interesting but i'm not sure in terms of like changing overall models i'm not sure i'm not sure metaboss is is, is going to be a big influence in that way what it might do again is where people are building metaverses especially when they've got you know, you know when they've got like um if you're talking things like sandbox or some of the uh, or crypto voxels or decentralized i think those guys have got something they can learn from meta from metaboss because Actually, stuff like Metaboss should be built in those universes. This should absolutely be in those universes. Good. Well, I think we will leave it there. Uh, always great to talk to you. We can uh, maybe maybe come back and revisit in a in a few months' uh, time to, to see kind of uh, what happened and 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 why. Because I think it's as I say, there's not much like this. So, um, if you haven't been listening to the podcast and you haven't um, played it, it's uh, metaboss.gg. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And I should also say that. Uh, uh, I my Twitter is silly tuna, and I've been retweeting hints, and I've written. 
a couple of guides that are really, really helpful to know what's going on. Um, and they're just, they're just posted onto Medium. So if you come to my Twitter, you'll find those or follow the MetaBoss Twitter. Cool. I will stick those in the, in the notes then. But uh, just to say thank you very much for finally coming on. <laughs> hey, we, we will do it again and we'll, we'll talk about all sorts, of, all sorts of stuff in the future. Well, yeah, so, so the problem with you is working out exactly kind of what we want to talk about. This, this is kind of why I think finally we did it this time because MetaBoss was out and I was like, Let's do it on MetaBoss, but uh, yeah, there's lots of other subjects we can do. My suggestion is, we, we you come up with a topic, uh, and you 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 and I just talk talk rubbish about it, uh, and we'll try and be entertaining whilst we do it. <laughs> okay, much better to do that than I hate having to like sell in inverted commas a product. I'd like just to be able to say anything. So, well, it, yeah, good. If you if you have any ideas of what you want me and uh, Alex to talk about, you can find um, Silly Tuna on Twitter. I am a blockchain GMG. Please do uh, let us know. But other than that, just to say thank you very much, Alex. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, thanks, thanks, listeners. However, you kind of uh, came to, to to listen, whatever platform, please uh, do subscribe. If you uh, don't, we uh, every week um, we try and talk to the uh, most interesting uh, people about what's going on in what I think is the most interesting kind of space in games at the moment. Um, so uh, please do uh, come back next week and see what we're talking about.